Friday afternoon deploy wants some cable adapters for Christmas. what the audience tunes in for this is casey monologuing what's happening on alan's webcam he's got a tangle he's got a tangle guys he's he's got a cord he's got a tangle it's uh he's 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 got some adversity uh just realized i can't because i don't have an adapter oh he's an adapter i'm on three eighths inch and i need i need a quarter inch so that'll that'll wait till next time next time you know one of these days we're gonna just the whole like the rest of the world we're gonna finally commit to the fact that this is our lives now um coronavirus will never end and we'll we'll get everyone set up with a proper everyone's gonna have a proper studio set up you know (laughs) only a year late (laughs) We'll, yeah, we'll figure out a way to do this right, and not get mine set up yet because I'm thinking like, oh no, it'll wait. Everyone will wear a mask and do what they're supposed to, and this will go away. Yep. All right, <clears throat> all right. I'm ready though. Even even though my mic's here and I can't speak in it, well, I can speak it, in it but I won't be able to hear what I'm it saying. It looks the part. It's like the little microphone on yeah. Conan O'Brien's desk. <laughs> I don't think they actually <laughs> use it, but it's sitting there. You know. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. I, I don't. I, I don't think that's actually what they're using. I would imagine not. It's not like they're ever directly talking into it. It'd be real. It'd be real echoey. I would imagine. Yeah, catch a lot of the audience probably. So how's everybody? It's going well. It's, it's post turkey day for them. It's pre turkey mm. day for us. We're not sick of turkey yet. They are freshly sick of turkey. Well, I won't be. Yeah, the, well, actually, I yeah. guess it depends on how long it takes you. I usually have a couple of days of leftovers in me. No, I mean, I won't. I won't be having it at all. I don't think you're abstaining from turkey. Well, I because a lot of shits going on <laughs> because my mom's gonna have to work. Uh, uh, and drag. my my sister in law is she just had a surgery. Got it. So she and she, yeah. So she's not gonna be. They're not gonna be here. Nobody's gonna be here. My my mom might get COVID any day, and I'm not even joking about that. So yeah, your your mom works in a, in a nursing home environment, right? Yes, and half the people there have it now because That's tough. because shit just went crazy all of a sudden. It's like one day everything was fine, and then the next it just was not. It it's it spiked like ridiculously high here in the last week or so. Um, yeah. Well, Willow, if you find yourself looking to eat turkey on Turkey Day, we might have some. And that's not me. That's not me soft pedaling it. But we're all. We also might be out of town. I was just telling Tyrell. So I don't know. I thought my dad maybe said he's going to make something. But I have no idea. I don't even know. That was a while ago that he said that. So yeah, <laughs> we've been we've been trying to get the boneless uh, turkey breast, which is what I've been smoking for the past two years on Thanksgiving for like see my mom and dad and and our, our like my uncle and her uncle and so for everyone I just kind of and then like 
my Thanksgiving morning has been delivering these boneless smoked breasts, which are delicious. Um, but those those have been all gone. They're hard uh, to find from from Walmart so far. So. They, yeah, I I actually saw that. We almost accidentally bought those, not realizing they were just the breast. If you're doing if you're doing an online or grocery pickup, they actually really do just look like a. It's just a bag of turkey, mm-hmm. you know. Because um, we did the same thing. We're looking. I was like, oh, that's just breast. And I thought of you, Alan, because I knew that that was your jam. Well, that, and now it's also smoking. Out. It sounds like a great jam. It is. It is a great jam. You fit a lot and, in a smoker that way. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And that's what, like I said, then I can, you know, then they're ready to deliver, basically, in the first part of the day. I, I'll be honest, though. I, I, I have too much of an affinity for dark meat. Mm-hmm. Uh, Same. I'm not like Same. exclusively into dark meat. I'm not against the breast. I just don't want to like not have any. Yeah. I wish I liked dark meat. It's better for you. Uh, I prefer n- not turkey, really. Like, so- hey, that's that's what I told Alyssa. I was like, dude, if we have roast beef, <laughs> yeah. I, I surprisingly I will actually probably enjoy it more. Yeah, <laughs> we've done that before. I've done. I've you done can get enough of it because it's more expensive and. Yeah, I was just saying, Alan. We usually try to do on Christmas. You have a turkey breast option in front of you, but you have to pay like six dollars a pound for it. But you can get them at Whole Foods. Whole Foods is in stock. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. There's no fifteen pound cows running around, little baby cat, not baby cows, please. <laughs> Miniature cow, very small cow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is, yeah. I was trying to say and it. it's definitely is veal still legal or is it? Yeah. is it illegal? It's illegal. Somewhere. Well, I, I don't know. I know they they've regulated stuff like you can't have like. Can you have foie gras here in the states? That I don't know. I have no idea. I don't. I don't follow the uh, controversial meats myself. These are controversial meats. I indeed. stick to full grown adult meats. <clears throat> For some people, meat is controversial no matter what. So. True story. Um, for at least some of our listeners. Yeah. Sorry about that, guys. Sorry yeah. we talked about turkey so much. Yeah. Enjoy yeah, your very... not enjoy your vegan version of whatever Thanksgiving you yeah. have. Don't tread on me. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, I still want my I, did I post it in Slack the no disassemble flag? No. Oh, yeah. Is it is it Johnny Five though? It's Johnny Five. Hell yeah. And I've gotta get an actual one of these somewhere. You know what? Just then, just now, I, we were talking before we started recording about Paige and her. She doesn't like Thanksgiving. She just wants to get straight to Christmas. Thanksgiving. She doesn't have anything against it. It's just in the way, you know. And I don't get super excited about Christmas time and all the stuff. But just now, when I started thinking about Short Circuit Two, I just got in the Christmas spirit, man. That was it. That's all it took. Is that a Christmas movie? That's a Christmas movie to me. Yeah, because like, um, it's it's set around Christmas time, isn't it? Because they go to the. I don't know, man. I haven't. Don't seen they that go? So they long. go and pitch it to the to the toy store, the little mini robots. Hang on. Uh, I just think that's just the toy store. I think they're just selling toys year round. Shit, maybe it's not a Christmas time. It's Christmas time to me. Hey, hey then it's Christmas. It's a Christmas movie. Yeah. yeah. Hang on. Let's see how bad I messed this up. Kind of looks like summertime in the in the in the poster artwork. First one. Mm-mm-mm. 
Yeah, the first one's kind of ambiguous. The first one's a totally different film, obviously. Yeah, the tone. It's, true. it's not very Short Circuit movies. Two is a comedy. Short Circuit One's like a dystopian robot thriller. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's I I I really like <laughs> I'd seen it first, and then uh, so I was excited about the second one, which I saw in the theater. I don't remember much about it, but that may be the last time I ever saw it. So it's not a Christmas movie. I guess I just always watched it at Christmas, and it's about toys. And I, you know, I, I guess I wanted a robot for Christmas. I've always associated that movie with Christmas. Weird. Mm-hmm. It's weird things that a kid's brain does. Mm. Yep. So yeah, if you'll uh, shift your eyes to the podcast channel, oh yeah, that's know great. What you can get me for Christmas? You got it. You, you know, one thing I don't like about Wagtail is... Lay, lay <laughs> I mean, I have a lot of I like about it, but this is just one thing I don't like about you, it. Willow, you jumped ahead of my smooth transition, which was going to be speaking of poultry. Because <laughs> um, Wagtail's yeah. a bird, in case you haven't... Yeah, that's... Oh, the, yeah, it is a bird. We don't have right. them here. I think, yep. it's, I think it's a little more European. I thought it was like an Aust- I don't even know. Fuck, I don't know either. I just said that Short Circuit was a Christmas movie, so my- <laughs> I know. I'm and using was- alternative facts on the show tonight, guys. I think a wagtail was from Oklahoma, but I think that's the split tail or or whatever. Yeah, there's are. a Witcher fork tail, which is like a dragon thing. What? Yeah. All right. I'm now I'm looking at wagtail, but tell me what do you not like about yeah. wagtail, Willow? I. You mean scissor tail. Because earlier somebody that's the one you met somebody mentioned something about how do we get the normies off of WordPress? Yeah, we don't. We don't. We just load them up on the boat and poke a hole in it. No, my my thing was if Wagtail had basically a user friendly mode and a not user friendly mode, like a developer mode versus a end user mode. Yes. So we were gonna. I'm just. I'm. You know. I said I wasn't gonna do it, but I'm gonna do it. We were gonna have a guest. We may still have that guest, but we don't have them today. And we were gonna talk about Django CMS a little bit. And we're Wagtail people. I mean, I don't want to speak for anyone's personal belief system here, but <laughs> I've 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 made you all work on. Dad. I've made you guys work on Wagtail stuff for client work and our our company website. I I happen to like it quite a bit. Uh, amongst all the options, and so we're gonna—that was—that's been on our minds. We've been researching Wagtail. We've been looking at like, yeah. what the hell has Django CMS been doing for seven, eight years? Um, and the answer is something. I actually, yeah. I did more prep work for this episode than I have done in since COVID started, probably. I'll say, and then on, the, and on, then the, the, the dude's not here, but <laughs> on, on GitHub. Uh, Django CMS is more popular now than Mezzanine. So well, that's something. They've been doing, they've been I doing Mezzanine. I, I've only used Mezzanine like in like an experimental way. I used Django yeah. CMS for a couple of years when I was um, working for Celerity um, out in DC. A bunch so of their stuff. Understanding was it's 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 a great CMS. Like I I think here's the thing for me. I would be cautious about it if we had an existing Django project that wasn't CMS, but then they wanted a CMS component to it. You know, that's where Wagtail, you can just plug just it in. Drop it straight. It's just some URLs that you plug in. Django app. But to my understanding, last time I tried, you couldn't do that with Django CMS. Um, there was, with Django CMS, and, and, and I'm going to preface this with basically the same thing, which is to say that my knowledge of it is not exactly contemporary. So as of what yeah. it does today, 
Um, we're going to need an expert to come in and testify for that. But um, back when I did use it, they had this hook system where you could hook your app. Django CMS dominated your URLs, right? So URLs.py basically was imported from Django CMS. And if you wanted to add a URL to your app, you had to do it through Django Admin. It was all stored in the database. Mm -hmm. If you wanted to build a custom app, you could, and you could ship the code. The way you plugged it into URLs because it was hijacked was you actually had to go register that in the admin. And they had a hook system where you could say, at this URL, instead of a content management page, park an application here, and then it would introspect your code base and let you pick an application. You would pick the slug. You could type in the slug for an app name, and you could hook that app's URLs.py into, and then you could move it around, which was kind of cool. At runtime, you could change where that app's URLs were namespaced by flipping stuff around the admin. That's that's like one kind of cool thing. The flip side of it was, it was slow as shit because every time you went to a URL, it just had to be like, ah, let me check the whole database. I don't know what that URL is supposed to, it wasn't, you know, when you have static routing defined in code, that's fast as hell, you know? Um, that's, that's the PHP way as well. Like everything's hooked, yeah. everything's mm-hmm. stored in the database. Yep. And I forget who I was talking with, but that's why they go cash crazy. Yeah. You, yeah. you kind of have I think it was you and I everything. talking about that. Yeah. 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 It, yeah. it is so cache heavy for a, a PHP CMS. Maybe not WordPress. It's been a while since I've WordPress. Well, WordPress should be cache heavy, but people don't do it, but they should. <clears throat> well, you know? yeah. And I'll, here, like, I'll, group- I'll, I'll be devil's advocate. If it's a content management, if it really is like it's a CMS only and it's a content website, regardless of the architecture, you should be leveraging caching. If like most of your users aren't logged in and the content's the same for everybody at every page, regardless of the architecture, you'd be a fool not to cache it and make it go super fast because there's really no downside to it. Right. Right. Yeah. So that's, that's in, that's in their defense. Right. Oh, I was about to say, I don't know how that's devil's advocate, but because it's just like, if you're not catching, you should be. Well, I, I guess that's, you I, you know, I, I'm t- the, the reason why I say that's devil's advocate because there's the engineer in me is like, if your framework is dependent on caching to be performant, it's not a very good framework. On the flip right. side, if your framework specifically targets a type of application that benefits from caching anyway, you know, no one's going to find the dead puppies that you killed. And buried in your crawl space there. You know? <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's, you know, my, my devil's advocates kind of, I've always been like, hey, I mean, if you're building a CMS, why, why not use WordPress, you know, if that's all it's ever going to do. But it feels like it, it never stops there. No. It starts there. Yes. And never ends there. No. Then it's like, hey, can we make money with this? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Some WooCommerce in here. Yeah. And then it goes a, from there. Or a subscription, you know, like, paid access model. You can only get to this page with a login and you got to pay for mm. it. That's a big other side of, of WordPress stuff. Now, yeah. so I, go for really, it, Tyrell. Let's hear it. But, oh. <laughs> the pressure up. melted my brain. <laughs> <laughs> it was gone. <laughs> Called him out and he forgot it. No, we'll, we'll just we wait then. Uh, <laughs> well, I would say <laughs> what, I, what I foresee happening that would be the end of WordPress and any WordPress engineers at this point, if you're still listening, I don't wish ill will and unemployment upon you. I just wish you 
would better start using landing WordPress. place yeah. than WordPress. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> uh, if if that kind of that space gets dissolved by tools like Squarespace and Wix and those kinds of things, except the only issue is you don't have in those that I'm aware of. I have a link into it. The ability for a a publisher, like you've got that content generator type of role that's mm-hmm. publishing content all the time that I don't think exists within kind of Wix sites to that degree. And then also, as I say it, I realize like there's so much front end heavy stuff that, that goes on in a modern CMS website that would not be achievable through a build your old site, build your own site like a Wix or a Squarespace. And I think I do think that Squarespace does have a publisher platform that you can kind of template out. Um, but here's another interesting player in that space that I've actually kind of growing fond of, which is Webflow. Have you guys used Webflow yet? You should go try it out. It's a it's a site builder. It is akin to um, it's akin to a a Squarespace or a Wix, but it's a little more dev centric, and it generates pretty decent semantic markup and CSS. And so you can go in and drag and drop and build components with it and use some of their pre-built templates and things like that. But you can also start to set up, you know, the 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 benefits that you get from building custom code, i.e. custom classes that can be reused and composed and compiled around. And it all generates out. You can export your your um uh I was gonna I almost said app. It's not an app. You can export your site from it though, as is um you know, Actually. markup in JavaScript. And right. it's cool for, for how would I use it or how have I been using it is not to build a website and publish with it, but actually using it as a prototyping tool. That's like, well, I'm going to... That's what it looks like. You'd be better at it. looks I, like... I like it for what? that. I'll, I'll, I'll mock yeah. up a UI with it and then actually crank out the CSS um, or mock up a UI with it and publish it to their little hosted service and use that to like share with a, a client or something, right? Here's a... Uh, an example. And so I that one's a really interesting one. And because it has the ability to get an edit code and the code that it generates isn't like Dreamweaver code from the from, from 2003, <laughs> if you guys remember that, like it's actually readable, yeah. usable code. I think that maybe it's got the best chance of anything of of coming in and, and knocking off a, uh, you know, a WordPress type thing. One, I'll also say this. One of the things that I really, going back to Wagtail, Django CMS, one of the things I really like about Wagtail, I think is, is awesome, are stream fields, right? Yes. Wagtail stream yeah. fields are like the core, um, you, <clears throat> truly unique like aspects of how it does content management. We can get into details of what that is. If you don't know what that is, you should go read about stream fields. They're pretty cool. And you didn't have anything like that um, with Django CMS. But when I was doing my research on it, they actually do have something similar, and it goes back to what Willow was saying of a sort of a, a publisher in easy mode versus a developer mode. And they have this thing that's sort of like stream fields, and it's sort of like easy mode. I don't know if you guys have seen it, but Willow, you can go with the Django CMS site and go to the front end and edit a page. 
And when you do so, get something kind of like a stream field that lets you drag and drop components and stack a hierarchy and nest them. And you can yeah. pick from components that you've built that have <clears throat> templates so that they have like, you know, you can do a, you can build a bunch of templates like here's a three column layout or here's an image card, you know, like just little composable, um, almost like front end components that you can drag and drop from the front end that if your devs have built a bunch of a really good library of components, if you will, you can do that from the front end and customize pages and write all the content for it. And that was kind of neat. I hadn't seen that in the last time that I, I worked with Django CMS. That was that was a newer feature. Um, so, you know, it may have come some ways there. They did they do seem to have more of an easy mode, Willow, for the for the publisher in uh, in Django CMS. Whereas Wagtail is like, I want my website to look a little different, call the dev. Yeah, and that's what's and appealing. That's what's appealing to us, you know. That's what I yeah. like. Um, it's a super customiz- customization, yeah. I it's- just completely redid the homepage of our website, by the way, and and deployed it. And hmm. and you know what? I didn't even log into the admin. I just because because most of the pages on our site, I just I just build them. I just build them in markup. I just want to go edit the code, you know. But but yeah. we're unique in that regard. Most businesses don't have the CEO going like, I'm just going to go edit the code, right? This is true. This is true. There's, there's no Divi. You guys know about Divi? Divi? Like Divi HQ? Is that their website? Divi HQ? I don't know if that is, but it's like a WordPress name. No, no, no. High volume content team. I've always known Divi as a a project management tool for writing content. I didn't know that they had a publishing platform. But actually, it looks like they do. Yeah, the page builder. The page builder. I had not seen this. Back, uh, we used Divi a long time ago for a little while, and it was we just used it for um, their tools for like writing content. Um, oh man, they're using Intercom on this elegant theme. Intercom is all Ooh. over the place, man. <laughs> mm. So yeah, so we used it for just like the. Like it didn't publish anything. We had to pull the content out of it and publish it on our site. But we used it for like organizing content and like the workflow of editing. It was interesting. Like Divi, some kind of Divi like thing could be cool for for Wagtail or for whatever. Wagtail. Yeah. Back in the day. I, oh, go ahead, Tara. Oh, I was going to say uh, it, it actually kind of. To, to step back a little when we're talking about how, to, how it uh, appeals to us. I don't know who caught that. Um, but it, it goes Your back theme. to book club today. Um, the, the, the kind of one of the, the neat ways that they talked about content. We're reading a, uh, a book called, and we've said this before in the podcast, but um, I've locked myself out of my computer by going to a hot corner. He's stalling. He's stalling. Uh, Look at him go. Design, design, design for, for how, how people, people think. think. Yeah. And uh, it talks about like this kind of steps towards a successful product. First, you have to appeal to your customer. Then you enhance their experience. And then you awaken their the potential of, of your product to them. Um, and, and that's probably where the appeal of Wagtail for us as engineers versus the appeal of Django CMS mm. for like for f- folks who don't necessarily want to get a phone call 
every time uh, Jim in marketing is saying, hey, man, yeah. can we make it blue because it's springtime this this year? Uh, that's that's something that that is is definitely an appeal thing. And then you kind of build from there. But, you know, uh, you, know we, you know what I like on my wagtail talk to me. is a little field that you can just put because like, I mean, WordPress has this, but uh, wagtail doesn't. I mean, you can build it in there. It's just to add like a little HTML section and then you can just put style tags and you can just put your. Oh, yeah. You just drop in because I do that all the time. I have, yeah. Um, yeah, extra styles or something like that. Then I can go into any of our Wagtail pages and just drop some extra CSS into the header so that I can just do some custom stuff there. And I can just write markup in the admin. It lets yeah, me- and that way, that way you don't have to touch the templates and, like, republish it. You yeah. can save it. It's, it's nice yeah. to be able to update content without redeploying the entire site, right? Um, and so so that's, that's definitely something you can do um, – you know, yeah. I, I think the the appeal thing, Tyrell, is interesting because Wagtail does definitely market itself to the developers, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's it's absolutely like you're a Django developer, you want to build stuff, you need to build a custom content management system for someone else and meet their requirements. This is it's like a CMS framework more than it's a CMS, right? Um, and so it's aimed very much at it's speaking the developer's language. Django CMS, on the other hand, despite the fact that it has Django in the name is actually out branding and marketing itself as an enterprise CMS. You're an enterprise company. And it's like with a little wink, wink, nod, nod, like, Hey, developers, you know, tell your boss to use this because you write Django anyway, and you don't have to work with WordPress. You know, there's, I mean, you could make multiple iterations of it. And and add a ton of snippets and stuff to the the wagtail itself, mm-hmm. and then ship that. Man, I we went crazy with this at one point. Willow, I don't know if you've ever seen it. I ought to, it's in it's on our GitHub. If you want to go look, it's private GitHub. Sorry, listeners, we haven't. This is old. We probably should open source it just because what the hell? I haven't touched it in years. But we were working on something called Baseline Willow which was a pre-configured Wagtail instance. So the idea is that Baseline was a product that you install that was a CMS. It came opinionated. It came with content types, right? So it shipped out of the box with the ability to create blog posts or pages, or I think we had like three or four content types predefined with with, uh, templates. And it had a semantic, we came with some opinions on semantic um, template structure so that if you used blocks in your templates correctly and you knew how those blocks were supposed to be laid out and how the inheritance structure worked, you could build a, I'm air quoting, air quotes theme for it by implementing a template structure and using the right blocks for it. Um, And also leveraging what Django does with pluggable apps, um, it had a little plugin store for it as well. You could go through... Click a button, say I want to install that plugin, and there's an API of a of listing of plugins. Now, it worked in very specific cases because, like, to install a Django app, you need to like pip install something and actually restart Uwisgi or Gunicorn or or whatever your Uwisgi server is, or Apache, or like it could be anything. So it's really difficult to build code that handles that. But at least when you were running like in a dev environment, I think I had it set up where it would go and like 
pip install something in the background for you and actually restart the server and it would come back up and your app would be installed. Um, and it was really interesting. It was a fun experiment. Um, there were some nuances about how Python WSGI apps work that made it really difficult to say, how could we do this, you know, at scale to the average, you know, like company that they could just have one click install stuff. But it was a fun little experiment. Django CMS is used by National Geographic. National they sure are. Yes. It's popular in DC, man. Everybody in DC was using it. Everyone was using Django, but a lot of them were using Django CMS. I think PBS is on well, the list. Just a very too, right? odd, specific thing to know. Me? Uh, Everybody in DC likes. Do you, well, well I mean, the only reason why I know that is I worked at a media consulting uh, software company called Celerity and National Geographic, Smithsonian, and PBS and NASA. Pretty much everything on that list was one of our customers. So we maybe we were responsible for it. We were pushing. Casey, we were yeah. slamming Django CMS straight into the veins of all the DC uh, elites. <laughs> like Casey swam in the swamp. I swam in the <laughs> yep. Swam in the swamp of uh, well the the Django CMS part wasn't the swamp. <laughs> it was all you had at the time. I didn't yeah. know how much I hated it until Wagtail came out. The first one I've heard of, that the first one I ever heard of was the mezzanine. Yeah, same, same here. It's real high up on yeah. the Django grid. Do you guys still use Django grids? Is that a thing? I haven't in a while. I get it, but I don't use it. All right, so you're familiar with it. It was high up on the grid for a long time. If you went to CMSs for Django, I think mezzanine always had the most votes for a long time. Not anymore though. Yeah. Those Django grids. I'm installing me a Django CMS site. Django packages. That's what I'm thinking of. Django yeah, packages, that. grids, CMS. Wagtail is king. It wasn't for a long time. No, it came up quick. I mean, no. Wagtail hasn't been yeah. around that long. Yeah, 2014, uh, as of my research. Uh, really? Morning. That's a lot older than I thought. That's just how long it's been around, though, right? Not how long it's been... I don't know. I think actually what's happening is I'm forgetting how old I am. Because the first Lofty website was built on Wagtail. And I started Lofty in 2015. So, yeah, I just forgot that I'm old. Getting there. 2014, when I was just like, oh, man, that's, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It gets easier to forget you're getting older the older you get. And also the more you just (laughs) ignore it. Yeah. That's what I'm doing. Yeah. <laughs> That's I forget, my I forget how old I'm getting by not thinking about it at all. And then I don't age. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's our just that's pretend our you're 30 forever. Just it's my 30th birthday again. Yep, just keeps coming around. It's like Groundhog Day. I've tried with my family to go. Don't have to give me a present. Just everyone pretend I'm still 30. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's the best present. Your gift to me is but to not acknowledge my birthday at all. And so that's that's tough. Django CMS, yeah. So I uh, I installed it. To see what that looks like. That's interesting because they have their own Django CMS installer tool. So you then you Django CMS my site. Have you then seen? You get some, then you get some Django. Has anybody seen Fein CMS? F E I N. Never even heard of that. Extensible uh-uh. Django-based CMS. It was super actively developed. I found this on uh, Django packages. Super actively developed, like a release every month until January of last year. So, 
it, it must it got coronavirus. Uh, what were they? Did they have to congregate oh. in like in close quarters to discuss the project? <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. Maybe it just like maybe it was running out of steam and that was it. But it hasn't had a release since then. FaneCMS.org. I'm going to look at it. Oh no. Oh no. It's just it links you to it links you to just like a it looks like a, a Tumblr blog post called The Future of Fane CMS. So that's that sounds oh, no. like the we're shutting it down. Yeah. I see that it's on Django packages. Last one was January twentieth. Oh wait, that's Fane CMS one. There's a Fane CMS three. What happened to Fane CMS two? Okay, the the original maintainer abandoned it to go develop a new version of it. Is what has happened. Don't, don't you know you just increased the version number? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, no but what if it's going to have a different direction? I mean, maybe so, or like a totally rewritten underlying. Then you let API. somebody who likes the old direction fork it. Yeah. And maybe that's what they were planning on. Fane CMS three version zero point four zero dash five, and then a git commit. Um, tree beard. It's got I a bunch of dependencies. Django CMS yeah. and Wagtail both use tree beard. Mm-hmm. Tree beard's where it's at. Tree beard's nice. Yeah, if you need yeah. a tree data structure, we need to figure out a library for tree. Shake beard or tree beard shake? Tree beard, tree shake, tree. Mm, uh, mm, beard, beard. It's there somewhere. Well, why sh- would shake mm. Sauron? Well, because <laughs> the reference he's referencing uh, tree shaking, which the JavaScript kids are all about. Yeah, um, put all the packages in there, and then let my 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 web packs. I think the out. equivalent oh. to tree shaking a dependence tree tree in tree beard is going to be beard scratching. <laughs> beard scratching. Beard I like scratching. that. You scratch it and get the stuff out of the beard. Yeah. You hear that, listeners? I'm beard scratching. I'm so sorry. That's really gross. Thank God I don't know this problem. No. It's you know that's our cross, Willow. Uh, I also don't know this problem. Yeah. Unfortunately, I can. You can that would be a mustache uh, rubbing. <laughs> mustache rubbing. <laughs> <laughs> I that, do look, that looked a little more like a stroke to me, Tyrell. That was that was yeah, stroking, stroking is what that was. Stroking. There we go. Mm-hmm. And now yeah. I can eat soup. <laughs> by I by going full Moses on it. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah now, now I'm ready for soup. <laughs> I had to laugh Wait, what did you do? He he parted his mustache. Figured, yeah. Think, yeah. yeah, that was the that was the Moses reference. Yeah, yeah. You, you know, because it, it's you know you you see this and then this becomes a like oh yes, <laughs> yeah it's a you know a thing for like thinking, but uh, no, it's it's a real no, it's just an eating real utility eating. thing. I uh, eating broccoli cherry soup. I have to do that a lot in between. I gave up on the mustache. You know, you know, I went I went from I had a pretty good uh quarantine beard going and then I shaved the beard off and I kept the mustache for a little while and then I was just like, well, I kept the worst of both worlds. Can't you just ponytail it behind your head? And then, and then you'll have an extra ponytail. I couldn't, but I bet Alan could. Yeah. I'm getting there. Alan, can I'm you get it all the way there. around the back of your head? I bet you could. To be real, my mustache tied over so, the top like a bandana. It's so long now. I can't. It would take me 
like a good hour probably to get it out of my get beard. it out of your like beard to, yeah <laughs> figure out what's beard and what's mustache <laughs> i was i was messing with my my kiddos the other day we were driving to driving them to school and uh i i kitchens in my front seat or my son i've already unanonymized my child on mm-hmm. the internet now we That's know terrible. he's been docked scrub it scrub yeah, it from you the mean to be out? i'll try yeah. really hard tyrell but i gotta tell you I'm so bad at editing these. No guarantees. Yeah, <laughs> I, it's. I'll, you got to remind me whenever I actually get to editing this, or I won't remember. Yeah, no, we'll, we'll see what we can do. I don't even know when you're going to edit it. Anyway, I, my son exactly. Was in the front seat. <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> nor do you. That's the problem. Yeah, <laughs> and I, I was just like, I, I handed him my coffee mug, and he acted like he was going to drink it. I, I said, "Go for it, man." He's just like, "Really?" I was like, "Yeah." You're a man now, son. Buy coffee. And he, uh, he's just like, nah, I don't, I don't, it's going to be gross. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, I tell him, he's like, I like coffee, but I like it with like sugar and cream. I was just like, get that candy out of my coffee. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Black coffee, like a man, I'll put hair. My sister still like, does what? that. Oh, Paige does that. So, she's, all a, that in there. she's a fan of all the right. stuff in it. I used to be that but, way. I did too. Yeah the puts hair on your chest analogy that, that we would have grown up with uh, gentlemen is not mm-hmm. something that's readily stated anymore. You get like canceled for that now, Tyrell. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I got, yeah. He, he canceled me. My he canceled you? Canceled me. That's he was awesome. Just like, nope, dad, I'm about to tweet out that you said that to me. I'll <laughs> <laughs> we'll never work another day again. <laughs> hope you don't want to run for public <laughs> office. It's over. Yeah. You're dead. The only but, thing uh, I'll take in coffee is like the 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 sugar free sweetener type, not sweetener. What is it called? Like the syrups. Though? No, like the syrups. Oh, the, the, oh. yeah, yeah. I think yeah. it's called syrups. Yeah, it's like so. like some like a little spritz of vanilla or something like, like that. Yeah, there's certain places that sell them, like TJ Maxx for some reason sells them, and they're freaking good. They're. I I they're, mean I'll, I, I'll I'll go for uh um. I don't mind a, a good sweet um, and like cream based like espresso drink. I'm I'm all for a latte or uh, uh, in fact I won't even do if I'm going latte it's got to be sweet. I'll take it with the I won't just do water and, or milk and coffee. I, if I'm gonna do milk and coffee, I want sugar, but I won't just like sweeten up my my pour over. I mean, I guess that's mm-hmm. obvious. Who makes pour over to put? And then Amen. sweetens it. Like, yeah, yeah. That's too much work. Just get a coffee. Yeah. Just get just, a get a Mister Coffee if you're going to do. You, that. Got, you guys ever yeah. had a? You guys ever put marshmallows in your coffee? No, but I can see bad. it. I mean, I I I'll put chocolate in my coffee. Yeah. I've done. I've been known to Definitely do that. Done that. I've I've put in a shot of uh, espresso in a in a hot chocolate and called that poor man's <clears> mocha. <throat> you know. Yeah. Marshmallows you can put on anything. It'll be good. I've really come around on marshmallow. <laughs> I have too. I used to hate I, them. I but, did too. But like now, especially on a s'more, I, I love them mm-hmm. in that context. We've been doing a lot of camping and that might have something to do with it because we've been s'moring um, it pretty hard. But yeah. Yeah. If you, you mix it with chocolate. <laughs> I never, I, I would have thought there was a time where I would have said you put marshmallow on hot chocolate, it just absolutely ruins it. And now it's just like, yeah, put, put three of them motherfuckers in there. <laughs> Let's get it real sugary. Yeah. You guys ever make yeah. like uh hot chocolate and then you get like some toast with butter on it and then you dip the toast in the um hot chocolate? Yeah, and are you ready to have your mind blown? 
butter that toast and put a little honey on it. Yeah. It's like a honey biscuit from from Popeye's. Oh my god. <laughs> so good. Buttered, oh, man. buttered toast wow. with honey on it is just like that's my that's how I do dessert now. No, like I'm trying to close out every meal with that. Yeah, we we used to make hot chocolate and then cut the toast in a little strips and then with butter on for it. Dippability. Yes. I've never actually dipped it in hot chocolate, I'm but I'm that. I'm all for trying it. That that buttered good. bread and coffee is a Cuban thing. Oh, really? Oh, okay. It is a distinctly, well, not like, ex- it's distinctly, it's not exclusively. It's not like, oh, you're not Cuban, you can't put that in there. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But that's but where, because you can't like, for that. Coffee. That's cultural appropriation time. I used, to, I used to dip Oreos in coffee all the time. Did you? I never yeah, tried like that. The, but that doesn't sound like a bad idea. I can get behind yeah. this too. I'm liking this. This is like the mint ideas. Oreos, especially. Oh, no, you lost me. Ideas. You lost me. That was it. <laughs> I don't do mint and chocolate. I, I um, not not for me. Oh, really? Mm-mm. That's a hot take. Like an Andy's man. Some people really hate it, and other people really love it. There's I feel no like the- I I feel like I must have. There is something biologically different about me and people who like mint chocolate because there is no fucking way anything likes anyone likes what i taste when i taste that i must taste something yeah, yeah. different than everyone else mm. you're broken well, and it's not sorry I, for you. to me i know lots of people who hate it you know how everyone has this whole uh, and i'm not disagreeing with it i just don't have a strong opinion but the whole like uh, orange juice and uh, orange juice and toothpaste thing like if that's like <laughs> the worst thing happened <laughs> oh, that yeah. is exactly like the taste of orange juice mixed with toothpaste is exactly mm. what i feel like Mint that is really weird. Like an Andy's mint? Yeah. Huh. Wow. Or like, well, I mean, that's like, life is you know, sad, you, and I'm is, sorry this, for you. is this shirt purple or is it gold? You know, mm-hmm. it's probably kind of one of those things. Yeah, or the, or the Laurel Nyanny thing. It's, uh, you know, that thing is actually about having a shitty phone versus not the color mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. No, the Yanny thing. I don't know, man. I did the Yanny thing for a while, and I could train myself to hear either on one device. It took a long time. Just like a nanny, but for someone with a speech impediment? No, no, no. no. You don't know (laughs) Laurel and Yanny? I just get Yanny. So these are are funny because um, there's been a lot of these lately. They're kind of brain teeth. Have you ever seen like the, uh, well, it's like the blue blue dress, gold dress. You guys know what I'm talking about here? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm aware. And have you seen the ballerina dancer that can be spinning either way? Depending on what your brain Once decides the orientation one. is, it's is a perspective. That one's thing. a little different, though, isn't it? From the dress thing, like it's a little. It's more similar. Legit. It's similar in as much as like your brain can decide to see it either way. Um, and the Laurel Yanny thing is there was a. It's an audio <laughs> clip that plays it in reverse, and some people hear it saying Laurel, and some people hear it saying Yanny, and it's this weird sort of negative space between the words. Where you might hear, and I can't remember which is which, so I might mess this up, but you might hear Laurel in a low-pitched voice, or you might hear Yanny in a high-pitched voice. And it's just like, I don't know, I think I'd like to think about it mathematically. There's a waveform, right? And you're hearing you're hearing the curve, it's just which side of it your brain is interpreting. Um, oh yeah, and well, so and that's that's kind of like how younger kids can hear higher pitch stuff that older people can't. Like yeah, there, frequency degradation. That's probably a factor there. I think that that was. Um, I think that because like your he- both frequencies are there. It's just your your brain is is human brains are phenomenally good at tuning out noise 
so that it doesn't exist so it can find the signal, right? And it goes goes back to our evolutionary need to be able to scan the forest and see a pair of eyes standing back at you, staring back at you, you know? It's interesting, too, and, and it may have something to do with, like, again, the frequencies, because I know in, like, like, for something to be so you can understand it and hear how it's enunciated, like, that's about five kilohertz, I think. And so, you know, there, there could be something going on with, with that in there for, for some folks that hear it one way or the other. It's, it's, it's really interesting. You should look it up if you haven't heard of Alan. It's, uh, it's not I, contemporary. I, it's, it's, yeah. uh, this was like, this was a hot Twitter topic like a year ago, maybe. I remembered it after I looked it up and saw the, there was a YouTube video show. I, I remember, I can't remember which side of the fence I was on, but, but I, 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 I feel I know that I sat divided. (laughs) I know that I, yeah, it was, that was the same thing. Paige and I heard different things and we sat there and I listened to it for a long time. And there was a point at which my brain like shifted gears and I heard the other one and I couldn't unhear it. I couldn't hear what I was hearing before. You think about saying that. Remember that Twitter argument last year? I don't remember how I felt about it, but I know I felt strongly. (laughs) (laughs) Isn't that the only way that Twitter works? A lot's happened happened this year, though. That's what I was going to say. This year's exceptional. This year's exceptional because of all of it. But when you said... It isn't contemporary. I went like, "Oh, is that from like an ex like a uh, experiment in like the sixties or seventies? It was like it was a year ago." <laughs> no, I just mean, I was like, yeah. What kind of just bananas world have we created for ourselves when something that is a year old is no longer? Yeah. Well, contemporary, and you're not wrong. You to remember, Here's the deal, remember man. When yeah. people were eating Tide Pods, those were good times. The good old days. <laughs> <laughs> they were simple. Twenty twenty's been a hell of a decade. Um, yeah, 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 and and that's like, the thing. If I love the eighties and nineties. It'll be like I love two thousand twenty. I love March twenty twenty. Yeah, March twenty twenty. It's like yeah. oh, so fast. I love the toilet paper shortage days. Toilet paper shortage yeah. and fucking murder hornets. You know, it's it was better. a good time. <laughs> no, no, the best, back around the though. best were stimulus checks and Tiger King. Those that was the best mm. month of twenty twenty. I don't know if I would have watched Tiger King without. I'll be stuck at home. I did. So I never, I never went into it. I, I still haven't, I still haven't gone and tried. I've been tempted a couple times to just be like, all right, I'll see it. But it's just like, I I think that wave, I think it passed. I think it passed. Yeah. It's It's not great television, to be real honest. It, it's yeah. Well, I mean, didn't they? Didn't Netflix just ship the dude an iPhone and say like, go nuts, and we'll try no, and make a show was, out of it? They, they no, that was the last them. episode. Oh, okay. Or, or it, yeah, because they, they did a, a follow up episode on it with uh, oh, he was it was Joel was, McHale. Yeah, 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 yeah. From Community, right? Is that what he was yep. in? I always yeah. think of him as the what talk was, soup. He, talk soup. That's yeah. the one I yeah. have. Yeah. So he was he was really good on that. They sent an iPad too, basically, and we're like, well, here, man. The only man, thing I'm interested in seeing if what's her face goes to jail or not. Carol Baskins. Yeah. Oh, Joko. Oh, Carol. Yeah, Carol's still free, as far as I understand. She'll always be free. There's no evidence. Yeah, exactly. Long gone. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, that's see, that got pooped out by a tiger long ago. Never <laughs> didn't see it, but like I'm only aware of it through memes, you know. Yeah. So I know that everyone thinks Carol Baskin's an asshole, <laughs> um, but I don't know why. 
Sounds She's like, a sociopath. Sounds like yeah, there's yeah. a sounds like there's the 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 loose trimmings of uh, homicide in there somewhere. Yeah, well, you know, she she has a tiger big cat sanctuary uh, has for many years, and then like her it's kind of strangely relatable for Northwest Arkansas. Her We're, first, uh, husband, I guess, was quite wealthy or something, and exceptionally uh, so. He disappeared. Hmm. <laughs> he and, to leave yeah. and take his money. <laughs> and then he disappeared. Bricktop fed him to the pigs, about, huh? You guys know about For the real. Earth Day guy? The Earth Day guy? Yes, one of the guys who was responsible for founding Earth Day. He killed his girlfriend and then threw her body in the closet. And then before they could catch him, he ran away and he fled to, like, Europe. But, did, so but did he litter? I thought you were going to say he killed her and then fed her to a tree or something. He definitely <laughs> did litter because he left her body in the closet. Ah, that's yeah. his house. That's not litter. I've got trash in my closet. Tyrell's <laughs> got, I got so many. How many dead animals you got hanging over there, Tyrell? <laughs> I got some skeletons. Uh, anyway, they tracked him for a right long now. time. <laughs> and somebody finally found him because of unsolved mysteries. I gotta look and this up now. That's oh, I now, love now we're here, and I'm just gonna say it. Let's I don't get it know out about there. Season two, but season one of the new unsolved mysteries is such a disappointment. The only uh, the only thing good about it is the. This was the old one, by the way. The, I'm I'm glad I didn't know about this. Oh, did we really? Did we do iconic. a? Did we actually do a gritty reboot of of terror into my heart? So, no, yeah, no. Aliens were very real because of that. Yeah, in my brain. Uh, but who was? I can't think of his name. The host, Robert Stack. Oh, uh, Robert Stack. Yeah, man. Robert Stack. Yeah, that's he walks up with his trench coat on and so hikes. Man, oh. my sister and I used to watch that every freaking Saturday morning. Saturday morning. <laughs> that you, right? like, yes. you were supposed to be watching Looney Tunes. <laughs> you were, you were watching, yeah, yeah. Watching <laughs> you would make me watch Golden Girls in. Unsolved mysteries. Neither one of those is appropriate for a child. <laughs> no, and, then, and then, when, oh, I, was, when I was with my mom, we would always end up watching like medical shit where there was just blood everywhere. Do you guys remember yeah. Rescue Nine One One? That's from yes, the same yeah, area. Mm, that was yeah, good stuff. That, had, uh, that was that, that was the primetime like television version of uh, Faces of Death. Uh, yeah, basically, oh, uh, it's and, like and watch it had, a dramatic uh, reenactment of someone dying. Oh, what was his name? Captain Kirk. James T. Like, Kirk. Everybody oh, could have uh, given two shits Shatner. when I watched as a kid. Yeah, Shatner was the host for Shatner Rescue Shatner hosted that? I never put that yeah. together. Yeah. Next. Yeah, Rescue 911. That's almost as good as George Carlin on Shining Time Station. <laughs> for, for fear of this becoming... Uh, un- <laughs> no kidding. Uh, <laughs> no longer contemporary by giving it to the next podcast. I figure I'll kind of like throw the brakes on us going down memory TV lane yeah. and be like, y'all know Guido works for Microsoft. Yeah, no kidding. Thanks right? for yeah. not letting that fall to the way. Yeah. That would, that would have right. been a shame oh, to for, miss. Yeah. We're going to have to tease that in the promo and yep. then they're going to have to sit through all that nonsense just to all get to hear. That. Yeah. You know, I, when he, I Sorry, read, listen. I read his tweet about this. <laughs> I like the 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 sort of the announcement tweet, the one that went viral, or whatever. And it was pretty funny to me because it was just like an open acknowledgement of just like it wasn't like 
you know, you, you, you think about someone taking a new job, especially with like an or love him or hate him, something as significant as Microsoft, right? And and his his reaction to it was just like clearly like I'm gonna do whatever fuck I want, you know, like <laughs> like I like I, it's not like I'm gonna come in every day with a with a someone's not gonna be like, hey man, update your Jira board, you know. <laughs> well, uh, so it's like, a, is it like yeah. a real job or is it like no people uh, like that don't have real jobs, you? Willow? No, I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're they're going make us some, you know, make us. I was trying to think, how could you C sharp Python? Like, what could you like make? There's already anacondas. They can't do that. But that's that's immediately where my mind went was like, oh, God, is there going to be like a, a C-sharp version of Python now? But, you know, my, my hot take on it is that I don't think it'll be that bad. Like Microsoft these days isn't the Microsoft that I grew up to be scared of. Mm-hmm. That's know, Google now. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Real. Yeah. They've, um, you know, because they are like have mm, so, you know okay linux support in windows now and um but you know in vs code right like so they're they're definitely embracing the open source community mm-hmm. so absolutely i in fact I, what they really bought they what, bought github and now they own all of open source right <laughs> right yeah <laughs> yeah and the means with which to disperse it yeah mm-hmm. Yeah. Or dispose distributed of version it. control yeah. doesn't work so well when you don't distribute it. No. <laughs> yeah. Which <laughs> which part of embrace extend extinguish are we in here? Like a, you know, like a thing Google would do though. Absolutely. Yeah. Buy GitHub. Yeah. I'm yeah. Kind of surprised they didn't. I would, and I would probably be more scared of that. Actually, you know, did. knowing Google's track record, they would just try and do like Google. Well, well, they did it. It was called Google Code. They would do their own Google GitHub. Yeah. Well, they just yeah. did. They it was Google Code, and it was a total failure. Oh uh, yeah, it was. It's yeah, like it's like it was the Google that. Plus of open source software. Actually, the difference here was they didn't come in after the fact. I think Google Code predated GitHub, probably. It might have. It was, uh, Google Code was stuff. Google Code was going head to head with SourceForge. You guys remember SourceForge? Oh yeah, SourceForge. Oh, yeah, no. Anybody ever had that? Like Boy. like it hasn't happened in a long time. But it did. Ha- there was a period long after, like nothing, nothing new was coming out on SourceForge that you would find yourself in a place where it's like, I have the solution to my problem. I have to go download the source code from SourceForge. I'm in a bad place right now. I've run out of Stack Overflow options, yeah. and like <laughs> apparently someone open sourced this on SourceForge uh, 15 years ago, and and well, r- you're in a rumor really so bad works. place if you end up there. That's what I'm saying. You run out of Stack Overflow. Yeah, I got I got something from there the other day, and now I can't think of what it is. I'll me. allow it if it's like written in C, because yeah, you still it, have a lot was, of that. It some, and it's it one thing it's one thing to download tool. like a binary from SourceForge, right? But if you're downloading source code, that's like yeah. last commit fourteen years ago. It's actually not even a commit. It's just like last time someone uploaded a patch file. Last diff. <laughs> uh, yeah, like yeah, it may have been one of these. Like Rufus is, you could get on SourceForge, you know, which is uh, a tool to make mutable or mutable bootable USB drives. There's there's still some stuff. Pretty sure I still there. have to download, if not Audacity, the lame MP3 coder. I still have to go get from SourceForge. Uh, yeah, there's still a couple machine. things you got to get from there. I'm picking yeah. on them. They know. 
but yeah, Google but, Google Code. I found myself there a few times, and I I you know you always know that you're you're off in the desert. The only thing I ever sort of drink like at that point. It doesn't make much sense. Google Code is actually a mirage, Alan. Is what it is. I think it is. Yeah, it, yeah. It, I, I don't. You're think in the I've desert, lost, and you're like, I, th- I think there's something here. I think I'm saved. Uh, yeah. He had my problem like 12 years ago, and it was never solved. Mm. <laughs> he never came back. Never. No one ever answered. Never. Uh. No one ever saw him again. He. The Isn't solution really must have been great. When you see that. <laughs> It's, it's bad. It's, it's terrible. Bad. It's when it's you the, see problems and then it's like they never got an answer. Yeah. See, I, and I always try to come back, and even if I'm an idiot and solve my own problem on Stack Overflow, yeah. I at least try to come back and answer it. It's the I, right thing to do. You got to do it. Imagine it's like that it. guy on Castaway, he's just sitting there, like somebody will come and rescue me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he did it nine years ago, and then somebody's like, "Hey, this guy had a question. Nobody ever answered it. Let me just do that." And then they're like, "Oh my God, he saved my life." I have seen huh? that. I have seen a resurrected dead thing where, like, the original poster was like, "Oh, for fuck's sake, finally!" Uh, <laughs> oh, really? This has been a long sprint. I thought sprint. about doing that. <laughs> yeah. I thought about that a few times on Stack Overflow. I've come across stuff and gone, "Well, I know the answer to that." It's but like it somebody, somebody says, "I have this problem on version point zero one zero," and then you come back ten years later and you're like, "I have a solution for you. Download version three. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. They fixed that in version two. Just get version three now. I uh, I have to say though, on the Guido thing, I'm with Alan on this. I don't I don't have a problem with this. Plus, yeah. he had retired from being BDFL of Python anyway. Yeah. See, if he was still that, then I might have yeah. a different opinion about then it. it. Then it starts to look fishy. Yeah. If Microsoft's yeah. Yeah, like, just, "Hey, man, we yeah. just made some uh-huh. hires. We got Guido. We got Evan. You. We got uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah." That would be a little more, a little more sus. That would be interesting. That would be interesting to watch them leave .NET behind. Uh, nah, yeah, that's over there now. I don't think they can. Everyone, write your ASP files over there. I don't think they can do it. I mean, yeah. you know, it's what's what's more likely is for it to come the other way. Like, imagine this world. This is could be what happens. <laughs> the .NET framework Python bindings, Python.NET. Uh, oh. Almost. There's Mono, which is the open source compiler. I want. I want to say is if that's the right term for it, or or you know whatever. Yeah, but like a transpiler. Mono. Yeah, yeah. Because I was trying to think of what Java calls there. Are we? Say what? A Python Enterprise Edition could happen. No, no. I don't (laughs) see. I don't think that's the move that Microsoft is doing anymore. They're not yeah, really doing yeah. the this is exclusive to enterprise deal um, outside of like infrastructure. I guess Azure is not exclusive to enterprise either. I guess either. they can't even compete anymore. That's why because they they need to be able to compete. Yeah, yeah. They they're up and, against they're up against Google and Apple um, yeah. who have positioned themselves in this world where they don't that like they're able to grow both in business and in the consumer market. You know. And like Microsoft dominated business where all of the money was being spent on software and computers for such a long time, right? Mm. And obviously like like Windows had the personal market as well. But as far as like the the amount of money being spent on hardware on phones and, and that's that's all changed quite a bit. 
Um, and and they had kind of worked themselves into a little bit of a corner where they're like, hey, get a get a Surface tablet. You know, we can do that <laughs> shit too. Um, and people were like, eh, I'm good. Um, yeah, they have the weird like laptop tablet. Like, God, they did that for years. How many? How yeah. many? Well, I say they. I mean, they had tablet edition Windows to support it, but then like all yeah. the OEMs, the gateways and and um, IBMs of the world, like how many of those did we see? Like a laptop. I remember yeah. when I was in college, people mm-hmm. with like touchscreen laptops, and the screen would flip around, and you could close it again, and you had this big like dictionary thickness tablet. <laughs> And it weighed 25 yeah. pounds and like broke your shoulder carrying around. I was like, look at this. This is a touchscreen. Oh, the battery's it's dead. It's so portable. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it gets 45 a, minutes of battery life. Yeah. <laughs> my son's got a Chromebook that does that. It's a tablet slash right. old uh, computer network. So uh, I think Guido's going to be like the John, uh, the John Carmack uh, of, uh, of Microsoft. Like John Carmack went to work at uh, Oculus for a while. And now and Facebook. Kind of like, That's what hurts. John Carmack. Worked for he Facebook. Didn't work for, he didn't work there anymore. He stepped away. Did he step away before the acquisition, or was he was he there for some of it? No, I remember exactly. at some point having the realization: it's just like the fucking Doom guy, like Doom, like Doom, working for Mark Zuckerberg. I think he worked at Oculus before they were acquired. Okay, and then he stayed through the acquisition and then left and then parted. Uh, either earlier this year or the end of last year. You don't have to be you don't have to be a C programmer or like a crazy graphics dude to really enjoy some of some of John Carmack's writing about building stuff for the Doom engine, which is just fascinating for software engineers to go read it. Because like they were he was just like, you know, they got these graphics cards. We want to do dynamic lighting. Graphics card sucks, so I'm just gonna we're just gonna write our own driver. I, John Carmen, I'm just going to go write a driver right now. And he talks about how he engineered. I mean, it's just super You know when that brilliant. worked for a company and then basically like split off from them and did all that shit? I don't know. I don't know what he did before id. I'm looking it up. And then they, they, they formed like their own group and then they made this game that like completely bombed. I'm sure that they had some games that bombed. I'm trying to think of, you know, of course there was, there was Wolfenstein, but there was something before Wolfenstein. Too. Wolfenstein did not bomb. I know. Take no. back. There was a game called Die Katana that I think they did. That was like, that it completely failed. I'm looking up. Commander Keen was one of the early ones. Yeah. His engine. Can I see how, I don't know how Die Katana is spelled, but I did not find it anywhere. It was John Romero is the one who ah so that ah, that would that would have Romero been went. Carmack's counterpart. Um, mm-hmm. Yep. John Romero is the last boss of Doom Two. It's his head on a pipe. <laughs> it's his it's his head on a stick, um, slinging slinging demons at you. As he as he wanted it, I yeah. I'm sure he coded it thusly. Um, <laughs> So yeah, I don't know. I'm cool with the Guido thing. A lot of people were up in arms about it, and I get that too. It's just yeah. the optics of it. We've all, you know, it's, us, us old timers, we haven't forgotten what Microsoft yeah. would come in and do to an open ecosystem. Yeah, yeah, that you know, and that's that's where the real fear is. It's just them tainting Python. But I, I kind of think it's the other way around. We, we, I, we I had to, we had to survive twenty years of Internet Explorer. You know. <laughs> 
Yeah. And, and I think, I think they've brought on, I think they've acquired him to kind of help them, you know, get more Pythonic is what I'm optimistic. Yeah. That, that the strategy is there. Cause I know, I know a lot of folks that are in windows environments that use Python a lot more than used to, you know? And so it's, and then in Microsoft, I feel like it's embracing that now with VS code and things like that, that, JavaScript, Python, they're not going anywhere. They can't replace them with C Sharp and ASP, you know, so they have to embrace it or die. And I, I have to say this, like it to some extent has to be, it has to be a vanity hire. It has to be an optics, oh, yeah, yeah. optics hire, oh, yeah. right? Because they're, they're my, yeah, they're Microsoft. They can hire anyone they want in any quantity that they want. And like, uh, obviously, you know that I'm not talking down about Guido's abilities, but they can literally hire 20 other people just as skilled, right? Um, mm. And mm. and with that, but they chose they chose to make that hire. They chose to pull him out of retirement essentially to come do that job. So definitely, there's an image reason, and they and I'm sure they spent a lot of money to do so, right? Mm. So there's a reason why they went for Guido and not any other of the other hundred core Python developers, right? Um, for right. sure. It's a, there's, there's, there's definitely an optic side to that. And hopefully Absolutely. that's a, hopefully that's not a symbol of a bad thing. Right. Of right. Just like, yeah. 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 You know, <laughs> we're, we're, we're going to run a, uh, a, a slaughterhouse, but we're going to put a puppy as a mascot, you know, like, <laughs> I mean, what yeah. would be the point unless they wanted to do that? Cause otherwise there'd be literally no point. They weren't trying to change their... Well, if they wanted to draw us. Exactly, yeah. yeah. If they want us to start using mm-hmm. their products. I, you know, and we already are, because I, if you told me five years ago, no, sure. I would be using Visual Studio, a version thereof, Touché. to write code, I would have laughed. I would have laughed so hard out loud, but now I use VS Code. And I, I, I imagine these days a lot of people are probably even using it as opposed to Visual Studio. I know Visual Visual Studio is still around. Oh, yeah. I downloaded a version of it for my Windows box um, just to, you know, tinker around with that sometimes. I like to make, uh, make GUIs and then remember how much better life is in open source land. There is some deep irony, though, in there to think about how many developers at Microsoft are developing Microsoft in Chrome. Ugh. It right is, yeah that's well yeah. said yeah yeah that hurt my head a little yeah. bit <laughs> yeah. yeah i had yeah. to go wait what no yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> right is is it it's electron well, right or it was yeah. for a well, long time yeah like yeah. that's a that's a i'm pretty sure vs code was around before well at the at the, the, end, the they've acquisition always, they've always had an open, i know i know adam adam was a chrome built ID uh, yeah. code editor. Yeah. That yeah. Was, they're but, using you know, Chrome like, yeah, to gather their information on how to build their own products. <laughs> in any case. Like pop in there and figure out how to how to chrome in my edge. Do they kill edge? Do you do you think they bing oh, like, edge do you think if you around. work okay. for Microsoft you have to use Bing to search for code? And they see it? you open up up the Chrome window and they're like, You're fired, just on the spot. I'm just pretty, don't even I mean, warn I think not 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 the uh not the current Microsoft, but the uh the Steve Ballmer Microsoft. Have you did you ever watch the video that went viral of the guy that got fired? Um 
he was telling the story of Steve Steve Ballmer and the <laughs> and the heads sitting around as as uh, Steve was pitching the uh, the concept of Bing, and he was just no. like, "I don't get it." And he was like, "You're fucking fired." Uh, yeah, you, you gotta watch. You gotta find it. I don't know what it's called. Let me see if I can. I'm gonna do a quick Google. Um, Steve Ballmer Bing. Steve Ballmer Bing. Yeah, ex Microsoft employee remembers the last sound he heard at Microsoft. Bing. Um, Bing. Yeah. <laughs> this was on E-Bombs World. It's yeah. This is how old this was. It was because he didn't say Bing good enough. Yeah. He didn't. He didn't give. He didn't put enough enthusiasm behind it. I don't like the way you said Bing. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Balmer was Balmer was hot on it. So it's post Turkey Day for everybody. You got see. I'm trying to put myself in there. This is so hard to do. Um, what else is everyone doing right now? They're getting ready for Cyber Monday. Gearing mm-hmm. mm-hmm. up, yeah, yeah. That's I'm I'm looking forward to hopefully some game deals. I'm I'm holding out for that because I've I've got Game Pass and so EA Sports like EA Play is basically included in that now. Is there a Series yeah. X deal going up for Cyber Monday? Or Black Friday? I don't know. That that's uh, I you know, and then I'm thinking I'm, about it. I'm I'm I am weighing out my options for when I'm going to get the new Xbox. Um, I've already I paid off this one, so it's going to be probably whenever my Game Pass uh, subscription runs out again. Mm-hmm. And I'll get another package with the new Xbox and the new Game Pass. I'm thinking uh, also the game pad, like the new Xbox is, is pretty much sold out everywhere. That's I what I'm look. seeing. Yeah. They're, yeah. they're on eBay for, um, stupid amounts, stupid amounts, stupid amounts of money. Getting like, like a, right now. this is yeah. almost as expensive as toilet paper was in March. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I hope that uh, everyone had a good Thanksgiving holiday. And for, Hopefully for those of us, still here in the past that we have a good one coming up. Hopefully you're not too sick of the uh, pumpkin spice. Everything's yeah. In the, in the, uh, I almost said eggnog, but I forget in my house, we, we see, we get ahead of the holidays and we're doing Christmas things before Thanksgiving. So I don't know. Hopefully you're not tired before before Thanksgiving is over. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Hopefully. (laughs) Uh, That's like, that's like, you know, there's people out there like that. So. I can, I can, you know, I, I've learned to, I've learned to cope. I've learned to cope with over Christmasing. We had Jackson Five Christmas plan November first in this house, um, and I'm doing my best. I'm doing my best to, to power through it. It's, a, it's, you know, it's a lot of Christmas. It's two full, two full months. Um, months. I had to, I had to put my foot down because. Like we were about to go get a Christmas tree, and I was like, "It'll be fucking dead by Christmas. Like it's not gonna last that long." Because we were gonna get a real tree. It's like we gotta at least wait on the tree, okay? It won't make. No, I've it. never had a real one. It's a, it's actually this is uh, we started doing this recently. I always had like a like a you know the the store bought you know plastic tree for a long time, but like a couple of years ago, we started doing real ones. It's really nice, but when they get to the end of life, they just start dropping needles yeah. all over the place. Yeah. 
Literally like, needle. And, yeah, and I'm not doing that for I'm not doing that for five weeks. No way. Yeah, that's that's a good call there. Yeah. Well, I was I forgot to talk about Munsell numbers or Munsell colors. Munsell colors. No, that, that's evergreen content. We can use Munsells anytime. We're gonna talk that's next true. week. Next next episode, y'all. Uh, Alan's gonna lead the discussion. We're gonna talk about Munsell numbers for. Uh, or Munsell Munsell colors. Munsell colors. Color scale that's used uh, in the scientific community quite a bit for soil samples. Water. Oh, samples. you're giving it all away. He's teasing. He's teasing. He's got. He's got. Back. No, he's got two hours of content locked and loaded, yeah. ready to go for. for good good news. Is can, never know how to spell it, so they can't Google it. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> but but can you make Munsell numbers in in RGB values? That's sure you can. That's well the done. Oh, but can you? Oh shit. Yeah, I guess I'll yeah. have to tune in. I know. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> it's been a week. We'll see you guys. Uh, we'll see you guys next time. Yeah. All right. See you guys. Thanks for listening to Friday Afternoon Deploy, recorded and produced by the team at Lofty Labs. If you enjoyed the show, you can subscribe to future episodes via iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Spotify. You can also follow at Friday Deploy on Facebook and Twitter for episode previews, live streams, and other behind-the-scenes peeks. Past episodes and show notes on this episode can be found at friday.higherlofty.com. That's friday.h-i-r-e-l-o-f-t-y.com. If you'd like to contact the show, or if you're local to the Northwest Arkansas area and would like to be a guest on the show, you can email us at podcast at higherlofty.com.